three brief points for us to take away from the scriptures this morning. Brief points doesn't mean they're easy points. The first is that God is saying to us, inviting us, come to me and rest. When I prepare to preach for the weekend, I will often read the readings for the week and slowly a couple of times, and then at a certain point I sit down and I make a couple of notes to myself, and I ask God, okay, that's fine. What do you want to say? Because that's much more important. I promise you the heavens never open or anything. But often what happens is that once I stop talking, something, one thought, a simple sentence or a phrase will surface It's something that hasn't been on my mind before, and it will just kind of stay there. So I usually make a note of that and try to include that in what I preach. And it's usually a little different every week. But I think almost every week for the last four or five weeks since Easter, it's been the same thing. The Lord saying, come to me and rest. We are restless people. We're restless by nature because... We long for God, we want to be close to God, but we're not yet united with him. But we also live in a culture that is restless and anxious. We feel this, don't we? And our culture is anxious and restless because our whole culture has a longing for God, a longing for fulfillment. And not only is our culture not united with God and not fulfilled by him, our culture has told itself and is telling us that God doesn't matter. And that's simply not part of our human nature to think or believe that way. And so it's very natural that we become anxious and restless. That's a normal consequence of living with the assumptions that our culture has. But what the Lord wants to invite us to do is to rest. If we are all on our own, then we have good reason to be anxious and restless. But if there is one who is all-powerful, who is all-merciful, then not everything is on us, and we can rest. The Lord's rest helps us not to take ourselves too seriously. Priests, in particular, can suffer from this malady of taking themselves too seriously. But I learned a good lesson my first or my second week at OLV. I had had a beard when I was here as a deacon, and I shaved it off because I came in July and it was too hot for a beard. And I was greeting people after Mass as I was beginning to meet them. And somebody came up to me and said, Who are you? I thought we were getting the priest with the beard. Don't take ourselves too seriously. And the Lord gives us freedom to rest in the identity that he gives to us. The second thing is that we're being asked to entrust ourselves to the Holy Spirit. Let it be said of our parish, let it be said of the whole Catholic Church today, what was said of the Church in the Acts of the Apostles, that it was being built up in the consolation of the Holy Spirit, in the encouragement of the Holy Spirit and that it was growing in numbers. We have with us, both online and in our physical presence, some of those who were baptized recently at the Easter Vigil. We have in our presence 
those will be confirmed at Pentecost? Because the Holy Spirit is still active and alive, is doing something before our eyes right now. And we're being asked to call on the Holy Spirit, to invite him more deeply into each of our lives. God wants us to come and rest in him. We're being invited to entrust ourselves to the Holy Spirit. And the last thing is this, that Jesus is the Lord. When Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches, remain in me. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Part of what Jesus is revealing is that he is all-powerful and all-merciful. That we need him and that he is God. That's what we mean when we say Jesus is the Lord. You hear people say sometimes, well, I think Jesus was just another teacher, like all of the good religious teachers who have been out there. And that's fine. People are entitled to their opinion. Uh, but that's not what Jesus indicates when he's in Scripture, when he speaks. People who are just another teacher, if, for instance, your math teacher, maybe your math teacher is a very nice person, if your math teacher said to you, probably over Zoom, apart from me, you can do nothing, you would call the superintendent and say, this math teacher is insane. But the Lord can say that and not be crazy because he really is the Lord and he is merciful and cares for us. It's been explained to me that one way that we can understand the word salvation, what it means when scripture says we can be saved, is this image. What does it mean to have Jesus the Lord save us? It means that this is what happens. When you have a buddy wounded on the battlefield and you pick your buddy up because he can't walk or she can't walk on his or her own, you throw that person over your shoulder and you carry them off to safety. That's what salvation is. And where does Jesus the Lord pick us up and carry us to? He brings us to this altar. He is the vine and we are the branches. And what grows on a vine, it's fruit. Here those grapes are crushed and pressed into wine, and that wine becomes through the power of Jesus the Lord, through his words, his body, and his blood for you.